o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Zip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets. Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, an early break, full show ahead, Rick Kaczynski, Robin Washett, and more. It is officially Creighton Hate Day, Nebraska Creighton tonight at 6 p.m. If you're watching on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, you see me wearing a red polo. That's not just a coincidence. It's not at all. I'm not wearing a Nebraska shirt, but I am wearing a red shirt here. It is bright red. You can see it, Sip. What is wrong with you? I am here to don the proper colors today of the state. And what is today? Creighton Hate Day. Is that? That's really. I'm so. That's good. We'd. Uh, yep. That's alienate right. a lot of our listeners well, right off. They the understand. Bat. They. They. That's know. what we want to do. Is they, there anybody else you want to alienate? They have today? been alienated since they listened to the show at all. They. They know my thoughts on Creighton. This is not anything new to listeners of the show. This hate. is very common ground here. Hate is a very strong word. Well, it's Creighton Hate Day. That's okay. what it is. Okay. Like next week's Iowa Hate Week. <laughs> it, it's two straight weeks with hate in it. Oh, some, yeah. yeah. That's where Before we, we get to Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> that evens the ground here. You know, hate, hate, and Thanksgiving yeah. all makes it better. Okay. You don't, you're not going to do the thing where we hate the pilgrims or anything. No, we don't like hate the pilgrims. Nope. No. no. Uh, how are you today? Where, you're not wearing your red polo at all. Are you a Creighton fan or what? Are you? A, I didn't know it was Creighton Hate Day, so well, I didn't dress sad, accordingly. It's a sad thing. I didn't dress accordingly. We have a lot to talk about. We do. I did think. I, I, can I do this, please? Just get this off my chest. This analogy that I yeah, go for it. This American made. You know the you know the movie American Made. Well, I've never seen it before. You've told me to watch it about 15 times. I have not watched it yet, so I gotta, I'll go with you on this one, though. I got new uh, reader glasses yesterday at Family Dollar, and they're really bad. I can't, I mean, I can't hardly, it's n- almost worth not having them on. But um, I thought of a great analogy for Frost situation. Somebody on the radio yesterday said, Sip, you know, I've been reading your stuff a lot, and which is amazing that he's said that and then, and then that um he said it doesn't sound like you have a lot of confidence that this frost thing is going to work going forward and um i thought of the american made movie with tom cruise who plays barry seal who's a former jake he was a i mean maybe i can entice you a little bit he's a former twa pilot who flew missions for the CIA, but became a drug smuggler for the Medellin cartel in the 80s. Okay, there's this one scene that reminded me of what Frost is trying to do here. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm There was I'm a you. scene. So Barry Cartel, or excuse me, excuse me, um, Barry Seal, he was, he landed his plane, this little, you know, it was just a little like Cessna type plane, but he used it to haul drugs. Um, and he would go into the Central America, and and these he'd fly into these little hidden landing strips. You know, they're literally like 
grass runways, mm-hmm. you know, weeds, um, just a little strip. And on one of these, the, the on one of these little strips, he they loaded up his plane one time. There's, you know, you're only supposed to load it with so much poundage. And but they he they wanted him to make this huge run and they loaded his plane down. He's like he's like, fellas, I don't know if I can get this thing off the ground. See where I'm going? I don't know if Frost can get this thing off the ground. So anyway, they loaded it. I'm wondering if Frost can get this out of the off the ground like Barry Seal had to get that plane off the ground that was loaded down with drugs. And it was it was compare this to a drug situation. It was, in Nebraska. <laughs> it was unbelievable. So so he they got this plane loaded up and he's like, guys, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. And literally these guys for the cartel, like you gotta understand this is not an airport. It's like an airstrip and they have these like picnic tables sitting out there and they're all sitting there taking bets on whether he can get this plane over this this line of trees or if he'll just fly right into it because he can't get the plane off the ground or, or high enough to get over the trees but but he he gets that thing cranked up and he just barely 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 gets it off the ground gets it high enough and it just grazes the trees and off he goes now will frost be like barry seal Will he get that plane? Will he get? Harris, look at Harrison over here. <laughs> will he get that laughing. plane off over that line of trees and then off into the air? And we're all like, okay, there he goes. Do you have any more movies to compare to this this situation? Harrison, did that work? Yeah, Harrison said that worked perfectly. So if you don't, if your assignment you is to right watch now. American Made to to, to view this <laughs> yeah. for yourself and say, is this Scott Frost situation at Nebraska? I mean, we're all minus like, the drugs. We're all like those cartel members. We're we're taking bets right now, right? Is he going to get that thing off the ground or not? What do you think? What if? Are, would you bet on it? No. <laughs> Harrison, if <laughs> I mean, if you got to put money on it, those guys were betting. I mean, the cartel guys were betting whether he's getting off the ground or not. Some thought he wouldn't. He, it wasn't a matter of getting off the ground. It was a matter of getting high enough to get over the tree line. And he grazed the trees. But he got it. He got up. Can Frost... Get it off the ground and get going. <laughs> you want some people's thoughts on the analogy, yeah, you know? Yeah. That one guy says, "Love you, simple," but that analogy was atrocious. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Garrison said it was good. What do you think? Faisal five times says, "I thought Frost plane was already in the air and headed towards the mountain." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Derek if says the movie is more like Titanic right now. <laughs> You just had to follow along. Yeah, I got you. I, I appreciate your, uh, Kaz, your efforts. Your Kaz yeah, says, what does Cass say Kaz about says, that? I'm wondering if this show will get off the ground yeah. today. <laughs> we're off the ground, Cass. Yeah, we're, we're, we we're cleared the, the tree Kaz, line. Cass, we are in the air right now. Yeah, we cleared the tree we're line. off the runway and in the air. Yeah, we're headed to Miami with a plane full of drugs. Um, <laughs> All right, all right. We better get back on track. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that analogy. Yeah. The, the effort, at least. Yeah. The, it really the, hit me the last night. The picture that you painted yeah, there for it us. It really hit me last night. Everybody should see that movie. It's an it's incredible. I'm just going to start watching movies and try to compare Nebraska to a scene in it or some sort of part of it, and say, "Hey, I was watching this movie last night. So let me let me give me your thoughts on this analogy for Nebraska." <laughs> we're all taking notes, or we're all taking bets right now. We're all taking bets. We're like those cartel guys. What blanket says to wrap up your analogy? So Scott Frost is a drug mule. Alberts, Trev Alberts runs a drug cartel, and the new hires are sitting around the picnic tables. <laughs> this cannot possibly end badly at all. If that's your, if that's your analogy, I mean, you just you know, I mean, I don't think you have to look at that as inappropriate. It was, it's a movie. Um, I'm not, I'm not espousing the 
use of a, a use of drugs or a cartel life or anything like that. Um, okay, good. Yeah, okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to read your, the first um, the first topic that we're getting into. How about that? Sevian Morrison is no longer a Husker. That was interesting yesterday. Dante Williams might be back Saturday. That would be great. And Nebraska is playing for pride. That was definitely the theme. <laughs> That's pretty much the theme of yesterday, right? The, yeah. The, of the press conference. It was. Se- Se- I mean, it, I don't think people okay, – Start with Sevian Morrison. Sevian Morrison. So when, when you have – so much losing going on in the program and, and guys, you know, four assistants gone, you're going to expect attrition on the offense or even, you know, any part of the team. But Sevian Morrison is the first guy to announce he's not, you know, he's going to answer the transfer portal. Yeah. And again, I don't, I don't think it was, you know, it was approached by fans saying, oh my gosh, the program is burning down. They, they understand this is going to happen, but um, I, I think there's always going to be, there's going to always be a level of, of interest in him because of, of, of his high school accolades coming in, and he, oh, he did show some signs of life here. But he rushed thirty times for one hundred and sixteen yards. Not bad. Thirty times. Yeah. I said some life. Yeah, that's why I said some life, yeah. not a lot. Yeah, this is like Scott had a good quote about it. I don't know if you if you have that. It was it's tail end. I have it. If you don't, it was at the tail end of the press conference, and somebody just asked him about Sevion, what his situation was, because remember. Against Purdue, the last guy in that game for Nebraska at the running back position was Marquis Steph. That's right. And now there's a story behind that, but I don't think I'm going to get into it today. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't there for the Ohio State game, Sevion Morrison. You know, it was you know I think most people thought, okay, this is probably not good. It didn't smell quite right. Sevion Morrison wasn't there. Now Scott said it was a family situation, but it still didn't smell that. Smell that it didn't smell right. Sevian Morrison. This is what Frost said. This is see. I like what Frost said. I think this makes sense. This is the way college football is going to be. We're going to lose some and we're going to get some back. That's just going to be the way it is every year. And of course, that's it is. It's not just Nebraska. I hope people understand that. People are jumping into portals all over yeah, the place. It, yeah. I mean, I don't want this to. Like every time it happens, be some kind of referendum on the program. It doesn't have to be. Like Steve Sarkeesian yesterday said, we, we talked about he, well, he, this might be possible. Yeah, what did he, he, say? he said he expect maybe thirty three guys in the portal. He yeah. said it himself yeah. they, at the press conference. They want it. He wants it to happen. Like, I'm, they might have thirty three guys enter the portal. Like that's a coach saying it to the media, not not reporting what he's saying. That's him saying it himself. Right. right. So so it's going to happen. Attrition. Yeah, Sevian Morrison. As I said, 30 carries for 116. That's 3.9 yards a carry. Um, he had three TDs. Um, he sees the writing on the wall. He's in a young room. Gabe Urban, Gabe Irvin Jr. is going to come back. Ramir Johnson, you know, you would think be will be back. It sounds like Marquis Stepp will be back. Jacques Yant probably will be back. Um, so, and Scott even mentioned uh, Marvin Scott. Yeah, I kind of yesterday. forgot about Marvin Scott. Yeah, Marvin Scott. So. Yeah, I mean the and you know Sevian was fine. Um, you can't play that many running backs, though. No, he saw the writing on the wall, and that's it. That's the story. Okay, Dante Williams. All Scott said was there's a chance he could be back, which would be helpful. I've said this before. It's kind of interesting. Dante Williams does not. He he's good in the box. He can come down and make tackles, but he just makes it very clear he likes playing teams like Ohio State. Where he's in pass coverage, he likes to cover. You know, he wants he wants to be an NFL player, and he wants to cover. 
Um, he'll, you know, but, but again, he can tackle. He can come down in the box and tackle. I, I saw him after the Ohio State game, and I sort of cringed like, man, he's not close. He was, I saw him walking into the tunnel, and he was, their limp was really noticeable. Now, then I saw him a couple days later, and it wasn't that bad. So maybe he has progressed to the point where he can play. That would be welcome. Yeah, it would. I mean, the, the, the pass defense has not been a problem. Like I said, it's going to be important to stop the run. He's going to be a, a part of that as well. But I, I feel like, for, you know, the, the bigger loss this game for Nebraska is is JoJo Doman. If, if William is, were to not play with injury, again, Frost says he, he's trending toward the right direction, but it's still going to be uh, a big loss for Doman. I, I saw yesterday, Sip, Sip, that Todd McShay, ESPN draft guy, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. posted a, a nice video on Twitter of a play that uh, Doman made against Ohio State. He says he believes JoJo Doman is a second or third round draft whoa, pick this year. Whoa, really? He says he's a possible day two pick. Okay, now I gotta. Illust- I'm gonna illustrate why. You just gotta give me a second. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you. That was why. from Todd McShay's own Twitter okay. feed. Okay, now I hope he's right. He thinks he's a second, a, a day two pick, which is second, third round. I hope he's right, but I've I've been saying Nebraska doesn't have any first rounders, and they don't have any second rounders. So I could be wrong on that. Um, man, man. Okay, now there's a quote. I will read you that illustrates why that's the case. I'm going to get to it in one second. It's a really interesting quote, I thought, um, from Scott Frost. Um, Oh, this is it. Okay, I got it. Um, Okay, so they're talking about who replaces JoJo. Uh, And that that means Isaac Gifford Mm -hmm. to a large extent, but not just Gifford. Isaac Gifford, of course, is a South Lincoln Southeast graduate. Um, this is what, what Parker wrote. While it remains to be seen just how Nebraska's defense will replace JoJo Doman over the final two games, there, there appear to be a number of ways the Huskers will approach the situation. Now listen to this. This is for JoJo's position. Okay, I'm This ready. is a quote from Scott Frost. We'll probably use multiple guys depending on what personnel group the other team is in. And it could change depending on what type of body we need in there. But there are several guys that are going to have to be ready to go. Okay. That's for one guy. I read that and thought, holy God, that's why that is why JoJo is so valuable. Cause because you know what? He he didn't they didn't need multiple guys. He stayed on no. the field all the time. Well, JoJo could cover. He had the great pick against Ohio State. He right. could stop the run. Yep. He was he's fast he enough. He could move him into the box. He he's, can make yeah, yeah. He's physical enough and he's physical enough to stop the run and fast enough to cover. So t- yeah, Todd McShay said he shows the video of, of him getting that pick on the sideline against Ohio State late in deep in Nebraska's territory. Good ball. He speed. says this is still one of the best plays I've seen all season. Love the body control of Nebraska's uh JoJo Doman. Both reacting to the route and keeping foot in bounds. Unfortunately, he suffered in, in a season-ending injury this game. But Doman had a great career and probably could land on day two of the NFL draft. Man, that's from Todd McShay, NFL draft expert, yesterday. Yeah, I mean Frost says it'll literally take multiple guys, depending on what personal personnel group the other team is in, to replace JoJo. JoJo stayed on the field all the time. That's his value. Well, that's part of his value. He's explosive. He's got good ball skills, he can cover, and he can tackle in the box. He's got it all, and he's a, he was he was a he loves the game of football, and he plays it that way. Okay, now what's the last thing? 
Uh, oh, yeah. Playing for pride? Yeah, playing for pride. Well, here's Martinez. Adrian Martinez was asked about how do you attack these last two weeks with all the uncertainty yesterday. Here's Adrian Martinez's answer to that question yesterday. Mm. Well, it's about pride. It's about pride for us as players. And these games mean a whole lot to us. I mean, shoot, it's Wisconsin. Um, it's a rivalry game. The same goes for the next week, Iowa. Those are big games for us. Uh, regardless of where we're at in the year, those games will always mean something. So we're just as inspired, if you will, uh, just as fired up to stick together to fight the odds and find a way to get some wins. I would hope that these guys who've been here for many years and have not beaten the likes of Wisconsin or Iowa would just be motivated enough to say, I know we can't go to a bowl game, but I don't want to end my career going over against both of these schools. Isn't that enough to motivate you? The fact you haven't beaten these teams yet at all oh, in I your think, time here? I think that's not – yeah, I don't think that's the question. I think the operative question is this is, a ma- this, is, this is one of those things that's a matter of degrees. You have to try to match Wisconsin's intensity and, mm-hmm. and motivation level. It's not – you know, this, this, this conversation doesn't occur in a vacuum. There's an opponent. Are, how are you going to match their motivation level? Because they are, they are clearly going to be motivated, you would think anyway. I mean, I've seen teams that are playing for division titles that come out flat, which yep. is bizarre. You see it, though. Um, but, yeah, you wouldn't – Wisconsin doesn't look like they're in that mo- mode right now. I've, I watched them full game Saturday. Well, I watched it till it was 28-zip, so I turned over to Penn State, Michigan in the third quarter. But, man, they looked locked in hard, Wisconsin. So – so is, how how hard is Nebraska going to push back? That's what it comes down to. Well, yeah. It, it, again, we talked about how this is going to be a, a team with four fill-in assistants on offense. How is this going to look? How's that picture going to look on offense against a very good elite defense allowing 211 yards per game? Right. Not, well, not that's not passing. That that's total total yards per game. So it's it's there's there's factors in this. I mean, you want to. You still have a job to do. You mentioned pride. These guys want to finish out on a high note. And and there's one other thing Luke Reimer mentioned. Um, he said we want to – and he basically said he wants to know how it feels to win a close game. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I can, I can see why that would – motivate those guys well you've they got come up yeah. short you think how, how do you think it'll feel for them if they lose by three again it's just, it's just be guys another pounding gut punch. yeah i mean yeah. come on how, how close exactly. can we get before we actually get one of these wins exactly if you're a player i mean you, you know you're good enough to hang in the game and, and be there at the end but why can't it just go your direction one time right so, in a big game you know against a, a quality opponent so john cook I, has said this many times i've heard him say it many times you do, you have to do this too, Jake. I have to do it, and sometimes you sometimes you don't you don't have to do this every day, but maybe sometimes when you're feeling a lack of motivation, you ha- John Cook espouses this thought. You have to ask yourself why you do what you do. Why the why is critical. Why do you get up every morning and do this? What what drive? Why does it drive you? Why does it all matter? All the work, you know. What's your why? That's what he asks his players. And you got to identify that. I do that sometimes. Um, I'll just keep mine to myself. But um, uh, that, <laughs> I, but I, um, you got to, Nebraska has to ask himself that. And by the way, 
by the way, where we're just doing kind of a hodgepodge of things today, there is a stat that we have ignored that is, it is an example of improvement that me and you have harped on in the past. And it is, the, the, the Nebraska defense has improved this dramatically since 2018. Okay. And it is an, and my hat is off to Eric Chenander and those Luke Reimer, Nick Henrik, and JoJo, and all the guys, all of them, guys up front. They're allowing 3.7 yards per carry this year. Okay. Nebraska. Okay, now you'd say, okay, that's eighth in the Big Ten. Still, hip, still, hip, hooray. I'll take it still. Right, hip, hip, hooray. Well, first of all, it's really packed up in the Big Ten, and there's great defenses in the Big Ten. We've seen that. Right. Now, you compare this to 2017. Mm. Okay, they're at 3.7 yards per carry allowed this year. It was 5.7 in 2017. And down the stretch, it was 7 point something. Yeah. That's terrible. They've cut it in half, basically, since the end of the Riley tenure. Okay? And it's it's been kind of a build to this. Last year, the Husk... Last year, Nebraska got it down to 4.2 yards per carry allowed. It was 4.8 in 2019. Not acceptable, right? No. 4.8, not acceptable. Not good enough, no. And it was 5.0 in 2018. Still bad. 5.7 in 2017. That's terrible. 5.7 in 2017. 3.7 now. Okay? That's a hidden stat, and Luke Reimer had a great quote yesterday, and you can imagine why I like this. In, in, in discussing why Nebraska's made improvement, he said a lot of it's system-related, that a lot of guys just know the system now and can play free, but he also said, what's, well, he was asked, what's one other important trait that a defense must possess? You know what he said? What's that? Violence. Violence. Barry Seal violence. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bring it back to American made again. He said, he said, I mean, he, this is a quote from him. I mean, you have to be extremely violent in the big 10. It starts with the defensive line and linebackers. You just he said it again. You have, you just have to be extremely violent up front. Even if you're wrong on your assignment call, if you're violent, you're not going to be wrong. Well, uh, that's a, what people have wanted to hear for a long time he, here. He has 96 tackles that leads the team. He, he's hardly ever out of position, um, and he does play with violence. Yeah. You know, it's football violence. Well, you see a lot of guys out there, I think, play with some yes. violence for Nebraska. It's not too. just him. No. It, it's, it's You see it as a unit. And that we've, we've begged for that. We've craved for a defense that, that flies to the ball, they gang tackle, they, they make big plays, and this defense has done that consistently this year. Yep. So a big question I have going forward is we're talking about – we're talking a lot about Frost having to replace – for offensive coaches, you know what another big job is? Keeping those defensive coaches around here. Yeah, I, that's the big thing. That's why I keep saying. You, everyone says, well, you fired four assistants on offense. There's no guarantee the defensive guys come back themselves. No. They're, they're not fired. They're allowed to come back. But are they going to look at for other jobs, other places, or are they going to stick around and say, see where this thing goes? You hope they stay together, and that, that run stat, Helps illustrate why you hope they stay together. Yes. Why you hope Barrett Rude's back and Mike Dawson's back and Tony and and Tuioti, Tony Tuioti. Yeah, they're all important. I mean, this this has been a problem for Nebraska since they entered the Big Ten. Is stopping the run? Not now. 
No, right now it's the best it's been, right? Yeah. In the conference? Yeah. Even you know, Bo's teams, they won games, but they struggled against the yeah, run. They oftentimes did. Wisconsin bludgeoned yeah. them on the ground. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I mean, I'm oh God, I'm gonna curse the whole thing, but I'm not that worried about Braylon Allen. Well oh boy, here we I'm go. Not, I'm not here that worried. We go. I'm not that worried. I mean, he's good. He's good, he's not great. Nebraska, and hey, come yeah. on, Nebraska, what'd they do against good backs this they year? They shut down Travion Henderson, they shut down Kenneth Walker. Those yeah. are the two guys you talk about right. that our stars that, right. that, that did nothing against why, Nebraska. Why would you go into this game thinking, oh, God, Braylon Allen's going to crush him? Why? Why? Because it's happened before? No. I mean, not this year. I mean, those guys are – I'm going to tell you something right now. Those guys are better than Braylon Allen. Okay. All right. I've seen Braylon Allen three times. He's good, not great. He's good, not great. He'll be great. We'll see how much the, the lack of Doman hurts this team. Well, JoJo, I mean – He's best outside the box. But I'm, he's still a good tackler. He still stops the run. It's important. It is. Uh, let's get a quick call from Vince in Napa Valley. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Vince, bring it. Absolutely. Well, well, well for one, I, I, you know, I want to pick up on what you guys are talking about now and, and also what you've talked about somewhat recently, uh, Sip, uh, well, in your column and not only on the air, but to me um, – to your point earlier, Jake. I mean, there's. I mean, even though there's nothing to play for but pride, to me, this these aren't just any other games. I mean, you're playing a team that you haven't beaten since 2012 in Wisconsin, and you haven't beaten and, and you're beat and you're playing a team that you haven't beaten since 2014 in Iowa. And I mean, I mean, they've not only beaten us at times; they've clowned us. Not so much in the Frost era, but in previous eras. And and to me, hopefully, you know, you win one, maybe both of those games. Maybe it's the start of breaking a cycle, which to me is what this pro is to me the theme of what this program needs more than anything. Because, you know, it's hard to break a cycle. But one thing that Scott has said at various times that I got to say I'm not too fond of is uh, is a lot of times he just says, "Well, we just need a break. We just need a break." Well, good teams create breaks. Mm-hmm. They don't just sit and they, they, they you know. It's kind of like I told you guys earlier this season. You either feel pressure or you apply pressure. <laughs> you do it by applying pressure. Right. All right. And, oh, you're right. And, um, and uh, you know, so that that's where I uh, – about uh, about the here and the now. But also, Sip, I want to pick up on something that you wrote about somewhat recently and you've also talked about on the air. For one, I couldn't agree more that, you know, to me the bare minimum expectation going forward has to be, you know, at least being in the hunt within the division because – you you know because going into November that that is now because if you're if you win the division and a lot of people like to slough it off like it's some nothing goal but what people forget is if you win your division a lot of other goals are like you know a lot of other goals can line up whether it's winning the conference getting to a New Year's Six maybe a BCS maybe the playoff depending on the, how the year shakes out but I'll tell you one thing right now and I mean this for. And I mean this for any you know any one of our fans that are stuck in never 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 land is that to me these last seven years okay. should end absolutely any argument whatsoever that nine wins ain't good enough. Okay, okay, I think I get what you're saying there. Repeat that, please. What do you? I think these these last seven years ought to eliminate any argument that nine wins ain't good. Okay, enough. all right. Why do you because, say that? Well, well, seriously. I mean, yeah, I hear you. you. Know, there, there's a lot there. You know, in the old Big Eight, we had anywhere from four to six throwaway wins a year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you don't have the number that number of throwaway wins in the Big Ten. No, no, you sure don't. 
Nope. No, and the schedule is going to get tougher if if we go into this alliance. And I got news for you, Vinny. Nebraska's not going to be playing Washington State if they go into the alliance. They're going to be playing USC. They're going to be playing Oregon because because yep. the TV people aren't matching Nebraska against bad teams. That brand is that brand almost you know in some ways works against you trying to climb but whatever yes thank you vince for the call uh by the way good point by vince by the way yes by the way later today you can join us at barry's bar and grill it is back open dp will be there with jay foreman three to six p.m as we preview the uh nebraska creighton game and more stop on by tonight at barry's three to six with us up next is rick kaczynski on early break on the ticket